Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the chicks, but not with me. So, Mr. President, everybody is on the line, and just so this is Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, just so we all are aware, um, uh, on the line is Secretary of State uh, and uh, two other individuals, uh, Jordan and Mr. Germany. Uh, with him, you also have uh, the attorneys that represent uh, the president, uh, Kurt and Alex, and Cleta Mitchell, uh, who is not the attorney of record but uh, has been involved, myself, and then uh, the president. So, Mr. President, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Okay, thank you very much. Hello, Brad and Ryan and everybody. We appreciate the time and the call. Um, so, we've spent a lot of time on this, and uh, if we could just go over some of the numbers, I think it's pretty clear that we won. We won very substantially, uh, Georgia. Uh, you even see it by rally size, frankly. We'd be getting 25,000, 30,000 people a rally, and uh, the competition would get less than 100 people, and it never made sense. But we have a, a number of things. We have at least two or three, anywhere from 250 to 300,000 ballots were dropped mysteriously into the rolls. Much of that had to do with uh, Fulton County. Uh, which hasn't been checked. We think that if you check the signatures, a real check of the signatures going back in Fulton County, you'll find at least a couple of hundred thousand of uh, forged signatures of uh, people with uh, that who's, who have been forged. Uh, and uh, we are quite sure that's going to happen. Another, uh, another tremendous number, we're going to have an ac accurate number over the next two days with certified accountants, uh, but an accurate number uh, will be given, but it's, it's uh, in the 50s of thousands. Uh, and that's people that went to vote and they were told they can't vote because they've already been voted for. Uh, and uh, it's a very sad thing. They walked out uh, complaining, but they, the, the number is large. We'll have it for you, but it's, very, it's much more than the uh, number of 11,779. That's the, the current margin is only Eleven thousand seven seventy nine. Uh, Brad, I think I think you agree with that, right? That's that's something I think everyone, at least that's a number that everyone agrees on. But uh, that's the difference uh, in the votes. Uh, but we've had uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of ballots that we're uh, we're be, we're able to actually will get you a pretty accurate number. You don't need much of a number because the number that in theory, I lost by the margin would be 11,779. Uh, but you also have uh, substantial uh, numbers of people, thousands and thousands, who went to the voting place on November 3rd, were told they couldn't vote, were told they couldn't vote because a ballot had been put in on their name. And, uh, you know, that's uh, very, 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 very sad. We had... Um, I believe it's about uh, 4,502 voters who voted, uh, but who weren't on the voter registration list. So it's 4,502 who voted, but they were not on the voter registration roll, which they had to be. Uh, you had 18,325 vacant address voters. They had no, the address was vacant, uh, and they're not allowed to be counted. That's 18,325. A uh, smaller number, you had 904 who uh, only voted uh, where they had just a PO, a post office box number. And 
and uh, they had a post office box number, and that's not allowed. We had uh, at least 18,000 that's on tape. We had them counted very painstakingly, 18,000 voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Friedman. That's, uh, she's a vote scammer, a professional vote scammer and hustler. Ruby Freeman, uh, that is, uh, that was the tape that's been shown all over the world that makes everybody look bad, uh, you, me, and everybody else, where they got, uh, number one, they, they said, they said very clearly, and, and, uh, it's re been reported that they said there was a major water main break. Everybody fled the area, and then they came back, Ruby Friedman, her daughter, and a few people. Uh, there were no Republican poll watchers. Actually, there were no Democrat poll watchers. I guess they were them, but there were no Democrats either, and there was no law enforcement. Uh, late in the morning, they went, early in the morning, they went to uh, the table with the black robe, the black uh, shield, and they pulled out the votes. Those votes were put there a number of hours before the table was put there. I think it was, Brad, you would know, it was probably uh, eight hours or seven hours before, and then it was stuffed with uh, votes. They weren't in an official uh, voter box. They were in what looked to be uh, uh, suitcases or trunks, uh, suitcases, but they weren't in, uh, in voter boxes. Uh, the minimum number it could be, because we watched it and they, they watched it certified uh, in slow motion, instant replay, if you can believe it, but they had slow motion and it was magnified many times over. And the minimum it was was 18,000 ballots, all for Biden. Um, you had out-of-state voters. Uh, they voted in uh, Georgia, but they were from out-of-state of 4,925. Uh, you had absentee ballots sent to uh, yeah, vacant. They were absentee ballots sent to vacant addresses. Uh, they had nothing on them about addresses. That's 2,326. Um, and you had drop boxes, uh, which was very bad. You had drop box boxes that were picked up. We have uh, uh, photographs and we have uh, affidavits from many people. I, I don't know if you saw the hearings, but, but you have drop boxes where the box was picked up and not delivered for three days. So all sorts of things could have happened to that box, including you know, putting in the votes that you wanted. So there are many infractions, and the bottom line, it's many, many times the 11,779 margin that they said we lost by. Uh, we had vast, I mean, you have, the state is in turmoil uh, over this, and I know you would like to get to the bottom of it, although I saw you on television today and you said uh, that you found nothing wrong. I mean, you know, I, and I didn't lose the state bread. Uh, people have, have been saying that it was the highest vote ever. There was no way. A, a lot of the the political people said that there's no way they beat me, and they beat me. They they uh, beat me in the, the poll. As you know, every single state, we won every state. We won every state house in the country. We held the Senate, which is shocking to people, although we'll see what happens tomorrow or in a few days. Uh, and we uh, we won the House. But we won every single state house, and we won Congress, which was supposed to lose 15 seats, and they gained, I think, 16 or 17 or something. I think there's now a difference of five. There was supposed to be a difference substantially more. But politicians in every state, but politicians in Georgia, 
have given affidavits and are going to that uh, that there was no way they beat me in the in the election. Uh, that the people came out. In fact, they were expecting to lose, and they they ended up winning by a lot because of the coattails. And they said there's no way that they've done many polls prior to the election. There was no way that they won. Uh, ballots were dropped at, in massive numbers, and we're trying to get to those numbers, and we will have them. They'll take a period of time, certified, uh, but but uh, but they're massive numbers, and far greater than the 11,779. Uh, the other thing, uh, dead people, so dead people voted, and I think uh, the, the number is in the pro uh, close to 5,000 people. And they went to uh, obituaries. They went to uh, all sorts of methods to come up with an accurate number. And a minimum is close to about 5,000 voters. The bottom line is when you add it all up and then you start adding, you know, 300,000 uh, uh, fake ballots, then the other thing they said is in Fulton County and other areas, and this may or may not be true, this just came up this morning, that they are... Uh, burning their ballots, that they are shredding, shredding ballots and removing equipment. They're uh, changing the equipment on the uh, on the Dominion machines, and you know then that's not legal. And they supposedly shredded, I think they said 300 pounds of 3,000 pounds of ballots, and that just came to us as a report today. And uh, you know it's uh, it's a very sad situation. But, uh, but Brad, uh, if you took the minimum numbers were, were many, many times above the 11,779, and many of those numbers are certified, or they will be certified, but they are certified. Those are numbers that are there that exist and that, uh, that beat the margin, uh, the margin of loss. It beat, they beat it, I mean, by a lot. And... People should be happy to have an accurate count instead of an election where there's turmoil. I mean, there's turmoil in Georgia and other places. You're not the only one. I mean, we have uh, other states that I believe will be flipping to us very shortly. And uh, but this is this is something that's uh, you know as an example. I think in in Detroit, and I think there's a section, a good section of your state actually, which we're not sure, so we're not going to report it yet. But uh, in Detroit. We had a hundred. I think it was 139 uh, percent of the people voted. Uh, that's not too good. In Pennsylvania, they had uh, well over 200,000 more votes than they had people voting, and uh, that was, that doesn't play too well. And and the legislature there is, which is Republican, is extremely activist and angry. But I mean, there were other things also that were almost as bad as that, but but uh, they had, as an example, in Michigan, a tre tremendous number of dead people that voted. I think it was, I think, Mark, it was 18,000, some some unbelievably high number, much higher than yours. You were you were in the four to 5,000 category. And that was checked out uh, laboriously by going through, uh, uh, by going through the obituary columns in the newspapers. So I guess with all of it being said, Brad, it's the bottom line. And provisional ballots, uh, again, you know, you'll have to tell me about the provisional ballots, but we have 
uh, a lot of people that were complaining that they weren't able to vote because they were already voted for. And these are great people. And, uh, you know, they were shell-shocked. I don't know if you call that provisional ballots. In some states, we had a lot of provisional ballot uh, situations where people were given a provisional ballot because when they walked in on November 3rd, they were already voted for. Voted for. So that's it. I mean, we have uh, many, many times the number of... Uh, of votes necessary to win the state, and we won the state, and we won it very substantially and easily, and we're we're getting, we have, m much of this is a very, you know, they're certified, uh, far more certified than we need, but we're getting additional numbers certified too, and we're getting uh, pictures of drop boxes being delivered, and delivered late, and delivered three days later in some cases, Plus, we have many affidavits to that effect. So, Mr. President, if I if I might be able to jump in, and I'll give Brad a chance, uh, uh, Mr. Secretary. Uh, one of the, obviously uh, there is uh, there are allegations where we believe that uh, not every vote or fair vote and legal vote was was counted. Uh, and that's at odds with the representation from the Secretary of State's office. Uh, what I'm hopeful for is, is there some way that we can, we can find uh, some kind of an agreement to, to, uh, to look at this a little bit more fully? Uh, you know, the President mentioned Fulton County, but in some of these areas where there seems to be uh, a difference uh, of where the facts uh, seem to lead. And so, Mr. Secretary, I was uh, hopeful that, you know, in a spirit of uh, cooperation and compromises, there, there's something that uh, we can at least have a discussion to look at some of these allegations uh, to, uh, to find a, a path forward that's less litigious. Well, uh, I've listened to what you know, the President has just said. President Trump, uh, we've had several lawsuits, and we've had to respond in court to the lawsuits and the contentions. Uh, we don't agree that you have one. We don't. We, I didn't agree about the 200,000 number that you mentioned, and I could go through that point by point. What we have done is we gave our state senate uh, about one and a half hours of, of our time going through the election issue by issue. And then on the state house, uh, the government affairs committee, we gave them about two and a half hours of our time, going back point by point on all the issues of contention. And then uh, just a few days ago, we met with uh, our U.S. congressman, Republican congressman, uh, and we gave them about two hours of our time uh, talking about this past election. Uh, going back, primarily what you're what you've talked about here focused in on primarily, I believe, is the absentee ballot process. I don't believe that you're really questioning the, uh, the, the Dominion machines because we did a hand retally, a 100% retally of all the ballots and compared that to what the machine said, and, and it came up with virtually the same result. Then we did the recount, and we got virtually the same result. So I, I guess we could probably take that off the table. I don't think there's an issue about that. Um, I think what well, you well, Brad, Brad um, not that there's not an issue, but because we have a big issue with Dominion and other states, and perhaps in yours, but we have we haven't felt we needed to go there, and just to you know 
maybe put a little different spin on what Mark is saying, Mark Meadows. Um, yeah, we'd like to go further, but we don't really need to. We have all the votes we need. You know, we won the state. If you took – these are the most minimal numbers, the numbers that I gave you. Those are numbers that are certified, your absentee ballots sent to vacant addresses, your, your out-of-state voters, 4,925. You know, when you add them up, it's many more – it's many times the 11,779 number. So we could go through – we have not gone through your dominion, so we can't give them blessing. I mean, in other states, we think we found tremendous corruption with dominion machines, but we'll have to see. But, but we, we only lost the state by, 11, by, by that number, 11,000 votes, and uh, 779. So with that being said, uh, with just what we have and – you know, with just what we have, we're giving you minimal, minimal numbers. We're doing the most conservative numbers possible. We're many times, many, many times above the, the margin. And so we don't really have to mark. I don't think we have to go through right. machines. Because, right. because what, what's the difference between winning the election by two, two votes and winning it by a half a million votes. I think right. we probably did win it by half a million. You know, one of the things that happened, Brad, is we have other people coming in now from Alabama and from uh, South Carolina and from other states, and they're saying it's impossible for you have to, to have lost Georgia. We won. You know, in Alabama, we set a record, got the highest vote ever. In uh, Georgia, we set a record uh, with a massive amount of votes. And they say it's not possible to have lost Georgia. And I could tell you by our rallies. I could tell you by the rally I'm having on Monday night, the place they already have lines of people standing out front waiting. It's just not possible to have lost Georgia. It's not possible. When I heard it was close, I said, there's no way. But they dropped a lot of votes in there late at night. You know that, Brett. And that's what we are working on very, very stringently. But regardless of those votes, with all of it being said, we lost by uh, 11, essentially 11,000 votes, and we have many more votes already calculated and certified, too. So I, I just don't know, you know, Mark, I don't know what's the purpose. I, I, I won't give Dominion a pass because we found too many bad things, but we don't need Dominion or anything else. We have, we have, all, we have won this election in Georgia based on all of this, and there's, there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad, you know, I mean, having the having a correct you, the people of Georgia are angry, and these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry, and there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated because. Uh, the 2,236 and absentee ballots, I mean, they're, they're all exact numbers that were, were done by accounting firms, law firms, etc. And even if you cut them in half, cut them in half, and cut them in half again, it's more votes than we need. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Uh, we, we talked to the congressmen, and they were surprised, but they uh, – I guess there was a person named Mr. Raynard that came to these meetings and presented data. And he said that there was dead people, of, I believe it was upward of 5,000. The actual number were two. Two. Two people that were dead that voted. 
And so that's wrong. That was two. Well, Cleta, how do you respond to that? I mean, you tell me. Well, I, I will because say, Mr. Secretary, one of the things that we have requested, and we did, what we said was, and if you look at the, if you read our petition, it said that we took the names and birth years, and you know we had certain information available to us. We have asked from your office for records that only you have. And so we said there's a universe of people who have the same name and same birth year and died, but we don't have the records that you have. And one of the things that we have been suggesting formally and informally for weeks now is to try is for you to make available to us the records that would be necessary but, but Cleta, even before you do that, Cleta, even before you do that, and not even including that, that's why I hardly even included that number, although in one state we have a tremendous amount of dead people, so I don't know. I'm sure we do in Georgia, too. I'm sure we do in Georgia, too. But um, is that we're so far ahead. We're so far ahead of these numbers. Even the phony ballots of uh, a known scammer, you know the internet? You know what was trending on the internet? Where's Because they thought you'd be in jail. Where's um, It's uh, It's crazy. It's crazy. That was, the minimum number is 18,000. But they think it's probably about 56,000. But the minimum number is 18,000. Night where she ran back in there when everybody was gone and stuffed. She stuffed the ballot boxes. Let's face it, Brad. I mean, uh, they did it in slow motion replay magnified, right? She stuffed the ballot boxes. They were stuffed like nobody's ever seen them stuffed before. So there's a term for it when it's a machine instead of a ballot box. But uh, the, she stuffed the machine. She stuffed the ballot. Each each ballot went three times. They were showing. Here's ballot number one. Here it is a second time, third time. Next ballot. I mean, look, Brett, this is we, – we have a new tape that we're going to release – it's devastating. And by the way, that one event, that one event is much more than the 11,000 votes that we're talking about. It's, uh, you know, that one event was a, a disaster. Uh, it, it just, you know, but it was, it, it was something that uh, it can't be disputed. And again, we have a version that you haven't seen, but it's, uh, it's, it's uh, magnified. It's magnified, and you can see every everything. And she put, for some reason, they put it in three times each ballot. And I don't know why, but you know why? I don't know why three times. Why not five times, right? But uh, yeah, go ahead. You're you're talking about uh, the State Farm video, and I think it's extremely unfortunate that Rudy Giuliani or his people they sliced and diced that video and took it out of context. So the next day we brought in WSB TV and we let them show see the full run of tape. And what you'll see, the events that transpired are nowhere near what was pro- was uh, projected by. You but know, where were the poll watchers, Brad? There were no poll watchers there. There were no Democrats or Republicans. There was no security there. It was late in the evening, or late in the early in the morning, and there was nobody else in the room. Where were the poll watchers? And why did they say a water main broke, which they did? And which is reported in, in the newspapers. They said they left 
They ran out because of a water main break, and there was no water main. There was nothing. There was no break. There was no water main break. Um, but where, if you if you take out everything, where were the Republican poll watches? Even where were the Democrat poll watches? Because there were none. And then you say, well, they left their station. You know, if you look at the tape, and this was it. This was reviewed by professional police and and detectives and and other people. Uh, when they left in a rush, everybody left in a rush because of the water main, but everybody left in a rush. These people left their station. When they came back, they didn't go to their station. They went to the apron wrapped around the table under which were thousands and thousands of ballots in a box that was not a, an official or a sealed box. And then they took those and they went back to a different station. So if they would have come back, they would have walked to their station and they would have continued to work. But they couldn't do the, even that because that's illegal because they had no Republican poll watchers. And remember, her reputation is 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 devastating. She's known all over the Internet, Brett. She's known all over. It's, I'm telling you, where's where was one of the hot items on the They knew her. Where's uh, so, Brad, you know, this, there can be no justification for that. And I, I, you know, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But that was and, – and, Brad, why did they put the, the uh, votes in three times? You know, they put them in three times. Mr. President, they did not put that. We, we, can, we did an audit of that, and we proved conclusively that they were not scanned three times. Well, where was everybody else at that late time in the morning? Where was everybody? Where were the Republicans? Where were the security guards? Where were the people that were there just a little while before when everyone ran out of the room? How come, how come we had no security in the room? Why did they run to the bottom of the table? Why did they run there and just open the skirt and rip out the, uh, and rip out the votes? I mean, Brad. And they were sitting there. I think for five hours or something like that, the votes. But they just all happened to run back and go, you know, Brad. Come on. Yeah, Mr. President, we'll send you the link from WSB that does. I, I don't care about a link. I don't need it. I have a, I a have, much Brad. I have a much better Mr. link. Secretary, I, I will tell you, I've seen the tape, the full tape. So has Alex. We've watched it, and what we saw and what we've confirmed in the timing is that they made everybody leave. We have sworn affidavits saying that, and then they continue, Then they began to process ballots, and our estimate is that there were roughly 18,000 ballots. We don't know that. If you know that. It was 18,000 like ballots, but they used each one three times. Well, so I don't the, know about that, but yeah, I know Well, I, I, do, I do, because we, have it, we had ours magnified out. So but, uh, but each, each watched, one magnified out is 18,003, but, but, you know. But nobody can make a case for that, Brett. Nobody. I mean, look, that's you'd have to be a child to think anything other than that. Just a child. I mean, you have you never how, tried to attorney how there. Many ballots, how many ballots, Mr. Secretary, are you saying that were processed in? We had GPIs thoroughly investigate that. We had our – this is Ryan Germany. We had our law enforcement officers talk to everyone uh, who, was, who was there after that event came to light. Uh, the GBI was with them as well as um, FBI agents. Um, well, there's there's no way they could. Then they're incompetent. They're, they're either dishonest well, they or incompetent. Okay, there's only two answers: dishonesty or incompetence. There's just no way. Look, 
There's no way. And on the other well, thing I said, too, there's no way. I mean, there's no way that these things could have been, you know, you have all these different people that, that voted, but they don't live in Georgia anymore. Uh, what was that number, Clay? That was a pretty good number, too. Yes. Well, the, the number who had registered out of state after they moved from Georgia. Um, and so they they had a date when they moved from Georgia. They registered to vote out of state, and then it's like 4,500. I don't have that right in front of me. And then they came like back that. in and they voted. And yeah. voted. Yeah. No, that was a large number, though. It was in the 20s. And, uh, you know, the point we is. We've been going through each of those as well, and, and, and those numbers that, that we got, um, that Ms. Mitchell was just saying, they're not accurate. Everyone we've been through are people that lived in Georgia, moved to a different state, but then moved back to Georgia legitimately. And in, and in many cases... Really? How many people do that? So you mean they moved out and then they said, ah, to hell with it, I'll move back in. You know, it doesn't sound like a very normal... You mean they moved out and what, they missed it so much that they wanted to move back in? <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's crazy. Well, and they, this is they moved back in years ago. This was not like something just before the election. So there's something about that data that it's just not accurate. Well, I don't know. We, I mean, all all I know is that it is it is certified, and they moved out of Georgia, and they voted. It didn't say they moved back in, Clayton, did it? No, but I mean, we lo we're looking at the voter registry again. If you have additional records, we've been asking for that. But you haven't shared any of that with us. You just keep saying you can. But Lita, a lot of it you don't need it. to be shared. I mean, to be honest, they should share it. They, you, they, they should should. share it because you want to get to an honest election. I won this election by hundreds of thousands of votes. There's no way I lost Georgia. There's no way. We won by hundreds of thousands of votes. I'm just going by s small numbers. When you add them up, they're many times the 11,000. But, but I won that state by hundreds of thousands of votes. Now... Do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. This is Ryan Germany. No, Dominion is not. Um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but no, but but have they moved? Have they? Have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. Are you sure, Ryan? I'm sure. I'm sure, Mr. President. And what about what about the uh, what about the ballots? The uh, shredding of the ballots. Have they been shredding ballots? No. The, the only investigation that we have into that, they have not been shredding any ballots. Um, there was an issue in Cobb County where they were doing normal. Uh, you know, office shredding, getting rid of old stuff, and we investigated that. But this is stuff from, you know, past elections. Well, I don't know. Uh, and, and that's, and that's what very, it it, it it doesn't pass the smell test, though, because we hear they're shredding thousands and thousands of ballots. Uh, and now what they're saying, oh, we're just cleaning up the office. You know, I don't think that plays. Well, Mr. President, the problem uh, you have with social media, they can people can say anything. No, I, no this isn't social media. This is Trump media. It's not social media. It's 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 really not. It's not social media. I don't care about social media. I couldn't care less. Social media is big tech. Big tech is on your side, you know. I don't even know why you have a side, because you should want to have an accurate election, and you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. 
No, I no, you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes, and just on the small numbers, you're off on these numbers, and uh, these numbers can't be judged. Well, why won't? Okay, so you send us into Cobb County for uh, signature verification, right? You send us into Cobb County, which we didn't want to go into. Uh, and you said it would be open to the public and we could have our... So we had our experts there. They weren't allowed into the room. But we didn't want Cobb County. We wanted Fulton County, and you wouldn't give it to us. Now, why aren't we doing signature, and why can't it be open to the public, and why can't we have professionals do it instead of rank amateurs that will never find anything and, and don't want to find anything? They don't want to find... You know they don't want to find anything. Someday you'll tell me the reason why, because I don't understand your reasoning, but someday you'll tell me the reason why. But why don't you want to find? We chose Cobb County. Why don't you want to find? What? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, why did, why, okay, so why did you do Cobb County? We didn't even request, we requested Fulton County, not Cobb County. Well, Mr. President, we we didn't have our election Yeah, go ahead, please. Go ahead. We chose Cobb County because that was the only county where there's been any evidence submitted that the signature verification was not properly done. Well, no, but but I, I, I told you, but we're not we're not saying that we are yeah, we the aggrieved we we're the that. aggrieved party. Fulton County, look, Stacy. In my opinion, Stacy is as dishonest as they come. She has outplayed you at every heart, at at everything. She got you to sign a totally unconstitutional agreement, which which is a disastrous agreement. You can't check signatures. You can't do. I, I can't imagine. You're allowed to do harvesting, I guess, in that agreement. That agreement is a disaster for for this country. And But she got you somehow to sign that thing, and she is a she's outsmarted you at every step. And I, I hate to imagine what's going to happen on Monday or Tuesday, but it's very scary to people, you know, where the ballots flow in out of nowhere. It's very scary to people. That consent decree is a disaster. It's a disaster. A, a very good lawyer who examined it said they've never seen anything like it. And uh, harvesting is still illegal in the state of Georgia, and that settlement agreement did not change that. One well, it's not a settlement agreement; it's a consent decree. It even says consent decree on it, doesn't it? It uses the term consent decree. It doesn't say settlement agreement. It's a consent decree. It's a disaster. It's a settlement agreement. What's what's written on top of it, Ryan? I don't I don't have it in front of me, but it, it, it was not entered by the court. It's not a court order. Not no, it's a, it's order called. Order. But Ryan, it's it's called a consent decree. Is that right on the paper? Is that right? I don't I I, I don't I don't believe so. But I don't I don't have okay. it in front of me. Okay. Whatever. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Uh, look, here's the problem. We can go through signature verification, and we'll find hundreds of thousands of signatures if you let us do it. And the only way you can do it, as you know, is to go to the past. But you didn't do that in Cobb County. You just looked at one page compared to another. The only way you can do a signature verification is go from the one that signed it in, 20, in on November whatever, recently, and compare it to two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, you know, or or even one, and you'll find that you have many different signatures. But in in uh, Fulton, where they dumped ballots, 
you will find that you have many that aren't even signed, and you have many that are forgeries, okay? You know that. You know that. You have no doubt about that. And you will find you will be at 11,779 within minutes because Fulton County is totally corrupt, and so is she totally corrupt. And they're going around playing you and laughing at you behind your back, Brad, whether you know it or not, they're laughing at you. And you've taken a state that's a Republican state, and you've made it almost impossible for a Republican to win because of cheating, because they cheated like nobody's ever cheated before. And I don't care how long it takes me. Uh, you know, we're going to have other states coming forward pretty good. But I, I, I won't. This is never given. This is we have some incredible talent said they've never seen anything. Now, the problem is they need more time for the big numbers, but they are very substantial numbers. But And I think you're going to find that they, uh, by the way, a little information, I think you're going to find that they are shredding ballots because they have to get rid of the ballots because the ballots are unsigned. The ballots are, are corrupt. And they're brand new and they don't have seals. And There's a whole thing with the ballots, but the ballots are corrupt. And you're going to find that they are, which is totally illegal. It's, it's it's more illegal for you than it is for them because you know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big risk, but they are shredding ballots in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have, because we won the state, and flipping the state is a great testament to our country, because, you know, and there's, there's, there's just a, it's a testament that they can admit to a mistake or whatever you want to call it, if it was a mistake. I don't know. A lot of people think it wasn't a mistake. It was much more uh, criminal than that. But it's a big problem in Georgia, and it's, it's not a problem that's going away. I mean, you know, it's not a problem that's going away. And, and we got to – President, this is Ryan. We're yeah. looking into every one of those things that, that you mentioned. Uh, okay, that's good. But if you find them, you've got to say it, Ryan. Look. And and there, are, let me ask you, Ryan, if they're destroying ballots. Let me tell you what we are seeing. Go ahead. We, what, what we're seeing is not at all what you're describing. Okay. Uh, and it, these are investigators from our office. These are investigators from uh, GBI. Um, and they're looking, and they're good. And that's not what they're seeing. And we'll keep, we'll, we'll, we'll keep looking. We'll keep looking at all these things. Well, you better check on the saying, ballots because they are shredding ballots, Brian. I'm just telling you, Ryan. They're shredding ballots, and uh, you should look at that very carefully because that's so illegal. You may not even believe it because it's so bad, but but they're shredding ballots because they think we're going to eventually get there because we'll eventually get into Fulton. You know, it's uh, in my opinion, it's never my opinion, it's never too late. So, oh, so, oh, little double, little uh, double, double sound deck. So, uh, so. Um, uh, so that's the story, fellas. I, look, we need 
Only 11,000 votes. We have far more than that as it stands now. We'll have more and more. Uh, and do you have provisional ballots at all, uh, Brad? Provisional ballots? Provisional ballots are allowed, you know, by state law. Sure. But do you have them? I mean, are they counted or, or did you just hold them back because they, you know, in other words, how many provisional ballots do you have in the state? We'll get you that number. Because uh, most of them are made out to the name Trump because these are people that were scammed when they came in. And we have thousands of people that have testified or, or that want to testify. When they came in, they were proudly going to vote on November 3rd. And they were told, I'm sorry, you've already been voted for. You've already voted. The women, men started screaming, no, I proudly voted till November 3rd. They said, I'm sorry, but you already been voted for and you have a ballot. And these people are beside themselves. So they went out and they filled in a provisional ballot, putting the name Trump on it. And what about that batch of military ballots that came in? And even though I won the military by a lot, it was 100% Trump. Do you know? I mean, 100% Biden. Do you know about that? A, a large group of ballots came in. I think it was to Fulton County. And they just happened to be 100% for Trump, even though, for uh, Biden, even though Trump won the military by a lot, you know, a, a tremendous amount. But these ballots were 100% for Biden. And you know about that? A very substantial number came in, all for Biden. Does anybody know about it? I know about it, but we were never. I, I well, I, okay, Tlita, wait. I'm not asking you, Tlita, honestly. I'm asking, I'm asking Brad. Do you know about the military ballots that we have confirmed now? Do you know about the military ballots that came in that were uh, 100%, I mean, 100% for Biden? Do you know about that? And I don't know about that. I, I do know that um, we have, when, when military ballots come in, it's not just military. It's also military and um, overseas citizens. Uh, the military part of that does generally go Republican. The overseas citizen part of it uh, generally goes uh, very Democrat. No, but uh, this was you're, a mix of them. Yeah, that's okay. But I get I got like 78 percent in the military. These ballots were all for this. This they were they didn't tell me overseas. Could be overseas too. But I get votes overseas too, right? You know, in all fairness. No, they came in a large batch came in, and it was quote 100 percent for Biden, and that is criminal. You know, that's criminal. Okay, that's another criminal. That's another of the many criminal events. Many criminal events here. Um, I don't know. Look, Brad, I got to get, I have to find 12,000 votes, and I have them times a lot, and therefore I won the state. That's before we go to the next step, which is in the process of right now, you know. And I watched you this morning, and you said, uh, well, there was no criminality, but I, I mean, all of this stuff is, is very dangerous stuff. It's, when you talk about no criminality, I think it's very dangerous for you to say that. I, I just I just don't know why you don't want to have the votes counted as they are. Like even you, when you went and did that check, and I was surprised because, you know, I didn't consider the, the check, and we found a few thousand votes that were against me. I was actually surprised because the way that check was done all you, you're doing is, re, you know, recertifying existing votes. And 
you know, you were given votes and you just counted them up and you still found 3,000 that were bad. That was sort of surprising. That came down three or five, I don't know, a lot, you know, still a lot of votes. But, but you have to go back to check from past years with respect to uh, signatures. And if you check with Fulton County, you'll have hundreds of thousands because they dumped ballots into Fulton County and the other county next to it. So what, so what are we going to do here, folks? I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. Uh, you know, we have that in spades already. Or we can keep it going. But that's not fair to the voters of Georgia because they're going to see what happened. And uh, they're going to see what happened. I mean, I'll, I'll take on anybody you want with regard to and her lovely daughter. A very lovely young lady, I'm sure. But I, I will take I will take on anybody you want. And the, the minimum, the, there were 18,000 ballots, but they used them three times. So that's, you know, a lot of votes. Uh, and that one event, and they were all to Biden, by the way. That's the other thing we didn't say. You know, the uh, one thing I forgot to say, which was the most important. Do you know that every single ballot she did went to Biden? You know that, right? Do you know that, by the way, Brett? Every single ballot that she did through the machine at uh, early, early in the morning went to Biden. Did you know that, Ryan? That's not accurate, Mr. President. Huh. What is accurate? The, the numbers <laughs> that we are showing are accurate. Um, no, picked, no, about, some- about, about early in the morning, Ryan. When the woman took the, you know, when the whole gang took the stuff out of the, from under the table, right? Do you know that, do you know who those ballots, do you know who they were made out to? Do you know who they were voting for? No, not specifically. Did you ever check? We, we, we did what I described to you earlier. No, no, no. Did you ever check the ballots that were scammed by known a known uh, political operative uh, balloteer. Did you ever check who those votes were for? We've looked into that situation that you described. No, they were 100% for Biden. 100%. There wasn't a Trump vote in the whole group. Why don't you want to find this, Ryan? What's wrong with you? I heard, the, I heard your lawyer is very difficult, actually, but I'm sure you're a good lawyer. You have a nice last name. But... But I'm just curious, why wouldn't why why do you keep fighting this thing? It just doesn't make sense. We're way over the seventeen thousand seven seventy nine, right? We're way over that number, and just if you took just we're over that number by five five or six times when you multiply it out times three. Uh, and every single ballot went to Biden, and and you didn't know that, but now you know it. So so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to re-examine it, and you can re-examine it, but but re-examine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Uh, For instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably 
I'm sure a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such he, – he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot. You know, so. Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information, and we have our people that submit information, and then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Um, well, why do you say that, though? I, I don't know. I mean, sure, we can play this game with the courts, but why do you say that? Now, first of all, they don't even assign us a judge. They don't even assign us a judge. Uh, but why wouldn't you if, – hey, Brad, why wouldn't you want to check out – and why wouldn't you want to say, hey, if, if in fact President Trump is right about that, then he wins the state of Georgia. Just that one incident alone, without going through hundreds of thousands of drop ballots. You just say you stick by. Your, I mean, I've been watching you for, you know, you don't care about anything. Your numbers are right. But your numbers aren't right. They're really wrong. And they're really wrong, Brad. And, and I know this phone call is going nowhere other than, other than ultimately, you know, it, look, ultimately I win. Okay. Because but, Mr. Secretary, Mr. you guys President, are so wrong, and you've treated this—you've treated the population of Georgia so badly. You, between you and your governor, who wouldn't—who was down at 21, he was down 21 points, and like a schmuck, I endorsed him and got—he got elected. But uh, I will tell you, he's a disaster, and he'll never—I can't imagine. The people are so angry in Georgia. I can't imagine he's ever getting elected again. I'll tell you that much right now. But but why wouldn't you want to find the right answer, Brad, instead of keep saying that the numbers are right? Because those numbers are so wrong. Mr. Secretary, Mr. President, I mean, one of the things that we have been, Alex, talk about this, we've talked about it, and I don't know whether the information has been conveyed to your office, but I think what the President's saying, what we've been trying to do is to say, look, the court is not acting on our petition. They haven't even assigned a judge. But the people of Georgia and the people of America have a right to know the answers. And you have data and records that we don't have access to. And you keep telling us and making public statements that you've investigated this and, you know, nothing to see here. But we don't know about that. All we know is what you tell us. What I don't understand is why it wouldn't be in everyone's best interest to um, to try to get to the bottom, compare the numbers, you know, if you say, because if, but to try to be able to get to, to truth, and that we, because we don't have any way of confirming what you're telling us. You tell us that you've had an investigation of the State Farm Arena. I don't have any report. I've never seen a report of investigation. I don't know what that is. I've been pretty involved in this. I don't know. And that's just one of, like, 25 categories. And it doesn't even and, – and as I as the president said, we haven't even gotten into the Dominion issue. That's not part of our case. It's not part of we, – we just didn't feel as though we had any way to be able to 
develop. No, we do have a way, but I don't want to get into it. Because exactly. we have, we found a way in other states later, excuse me, but we don't need right. it because we're only down 11,000 votes, so we don't even need it. Right. I but personally I think they're corrupt as hell, but we don't need that because all we have to do, Clayton, is find 11,000 plus votes. So we don't need that. I'm not looking to, to shake up the whole world. We won Georgia easily. We won it by hundreds of thousands of votes. But if you go by basic, simple numbers, we want it easily, easily. So uh, we're not giving uh, Dominion a pass on the record. I no, right, exactly. But we just don't, you know, we don't need we don't Dominion need because we have so many other votes that we don't need to prove it any more than we already have. Mr. President, so Lita, this is Kurt Hilbert, yes. if I might interject here for a moment. Um, Ryan, uh, I would like to suggest that just four categories that have already been mentioned by the president uh, that have actually hard numbers of 24,149 votes that were counted illegally. That in and of itself is sufficient to change the results or place the outcome in doubt. Um, we would like to just sit down with your office and we can do it through purposes of compromise and settlement just like this phone call, just to deal with that limited category of votes. And if you are able to establish that our numbers are not accurate, then fine. However, we believe that they are accurate. We've had now three to four separate experts look at these numbers. These numbers are based upon the USPS. And certified, and certified accountants looked at them. Correct. And this is just based on USPS data and your own Secretary of State data. Um, so that's what we would entreat and ask you to do, to sit down with us um, in a compromise and settlement um, uh, you know, proceeding and actually go through the registered voter IDs and the registrations. And if you can convince us that that 24,149 is inaccurate, then fine. But we, we tend to believe that that is, you know, obviously more than 11,779. That's sufficient to change the, the result entirely in and of itself. So what would you say to that, Mr. Germany? Kurt, um, I'm happy to uh, I'll get with our lawyers, and we'll set that up. Um, the, that number is not accurate, and I think we can show you for all the ones we've looked at uh, why it's not. Uh, and so if that, if that would be helpful, I'm happy to get with our lawyers and set that up with you guys. Hey, let me ask you, Kurt. Kurt, you think that is an accurate number. That was based on the information given to you by the Secretary of State's Department, right? That, that is correct. That, that, that information is the minimum, most conservative data based upon the USPS data and the Secretary of State's office data that has been made publicly available. We do not have the internal numbers from the Secretary of State, yet we have asked for it six times. I've sent a letter over to Mr. Anolowitz several times uh, requesting this information, and it's been rebuffed every single time. So it stands to reason that if the information is not forthcoming, forthcoming there's something to hide. That's the problem that we have. Well, that's not the case. There are things that, that you guys are, are entitled to get, and there's things that under law we are not allowed to give out. Well, you have to. That's, well, that's under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election, election coming up, and because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam, and because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. 
And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. Okay? They hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election. You have a big election coming up on Tuesday. And therefore, I think that it really is important that you meet tomorrow and work out on these numbers. Because I know, Brad, that if if you think we're right, I think you're going to say, and, and I'm not looking to blame anybody. I'm not blaming. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, uh, you know, un- under new counts and under new uh, uh, views of, of the election results, we won the election. So, uh, you know, it's, it's very simple. We won the election. As the governor of major states in the surrounding states said, there is no way you lost Georgia. As the Georgia politicians say, there is no way you lost Georgia. Nobody, everyone knows I won it by hundreds of thousands of votes. But I'll tell you, it's going to have a big impact on Tuesday if you guys don't get this thing straightened out fast. Well, Mr. President, this is Mark. Let me uh, let me just. It sounds like we've got uh, two different sides agreeing that we can look at those those areas, and and I assume that we can do that within the next 24 uh, to 48 hours to go ahead and get that reconciled so that we can look at the two claims and making sure that we get the access to the Secretary of State's data to either validate or invalidate the claims that have been made. Is that correct? So that's that's not what I said. Um, I'm happy to you know sit down with or have our lawyers sit down with Curtin and 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 the lawyers on on that side and explain to him, hey, here's based on what we've looked at so far, here's how we know this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And we so what you're what you're saying, Ryan? Hold on, let me let me make sure. So what you're saying is you, is you really don't want to give access to the data. You just want to make another case on why the lawsuit is wrong. I don't think we I don't think we can give access to to, to data that's protected by law, um, but we can sit down with them and say. But hey, you're allowed to have a phony election. Way. You're allowed to have a phony election, right? No, sir. When are you When are you going to do the signature counts on? Uh, when are you going to do signature verification on Fulton County, which you said you were going to do, and now all of a sudden you're not doing it? When are you doing that? We Mr. President, that. we've announced. To get to this issue of the uh, personal information and privacy issue, um, is it possible that the Secretary of State could deputize the lawyers for the president so that we could access that information, that private information, without you having any kind of violation? Well, I don't want to know who it is. You guys can do it very confidentially. You can sign a confidentiality agreement. That's okay. I don't need to know names. But we got the information on this stuff that we're talking about. We got all that information from the Secretary of State. Yeah, so let me let me recommend uh Ryan, if you and Kurt will get together, uh, you know, when we get off of this phone call, if you could get together and work out uh, a a plan to to address uh, some of what we've we've got with your attorneys, where we can we can actually look at the data. Uh, uh, for example, uh, Mr. Secretary, I, I can tell you, you say there was only two dead people that would vote. Uh, I, I can promise you there are more than that, uh, and and that may be what your investigation shows, but I can promise you there are more than that. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's important that we go ahead and move expeditiously to try to do this and resolve it as quickly as we possibly can. And uh, and if that's the good next step, you know, hopefully we can we can 
finish this phone call and, and go ahead and agree that the two of you will get together immediately. Well, why don't my lawyers show you where you got the information? It'll show the Secretary of State, and you don't even have to look at any names. We don't want names. We don't care. But we got that information from you. Uh, and Stacey Abrams is laughing about, you know, she's going around saying these guys are dumber than a rock. What she's done to this party is unbelievable, I tell you. And I only ran against her once, and that was with a guy named Brian Kemp, and I beat her. And if I didn't run, Brian wouldn't have had even a shot, either in the general or in the primary. He was dead, dead as a doornail. He never thought he had a shot at either one of them. What a schmuck I was. But that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Uh, I would like you to, uh, uh, for the attorneys on Russia, I'd like you to perhaps meet with Ryan ideally tomorrow, because I think we should come to a resolution of this before the election. Otherwise, you're going to have you're going to have people just not voting. They don't want to vote. They hate the state. They hate the governor, and they hate the secretary of state. I will tell you that right now. And the only people that like you are people that will never vote for you. You know that, Brad, right? They like you. You know, they like you. They can't believe what they found. They want more people like you. So, look, uh, can you get together tomorrow? And, Brad, we just want the truth. It's simple. And uh, and everyone's going to look very good if the truth comes out. It's okay. It'll take a little while. But let the truth come out. The and the, tr the real truth is I won by 400,000 votes at least. That's the real truth. But we don't need 400,000 votes. We need uh, less than 2,000 votes. And uh, are you guys able to meet tomorrow, Ryan? Um, I'll get with the lawyer who's representing us in the case uh, and see, see when he can get together with Kurt. All right. Ryan will be in touch with that, the other attorney on this call, Mr. Meadows. Thank you, President Trump, for your time. Okay, thank you, Brad. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. President Trump's team is pointing to newly released surveillance video from State Farm Arima as evidence of election fraud. Our chief investigator, Brennan Keefe, joins us. Brennan, another important opportunity here to separate fact from fiction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we first saw the video in yesterday's state Senate hearing, but state investigators confirm they've had this video for weeks and determined that Fulton was legally counting ballots. But there is more to the story. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Supporters of the president are calling it suitcase gate. They call it a suitcase. But those are not suitcases. 11 Alive has confirmed they're the standard ballot containers used by Fulton County. The video shows is that they have pulled out uh, plastic bins from underneath the desks. Those are, are bins that they keep under their under their desks near the scanners. They've investigated this repeatedly, that they had a monitor on site the entire time. And frankly, this has been debunked for weeks by our Secretary of State's office. I doubt he's what seen the video. Evidence? Your officials need to watch the video. They did. The video is not new. State investigators reviewed the State Farm surveillance tapes weeks ago. Gabriel Sterling with the Secretary of State's office tweeted the 90-second video of election workers purporting to show fraud was watched in its entirety by Georgia Secretary of State investigators shows normal ballot processing. That the press reported there was like 
a supposed water break or water main break or pipe break or whatever, and that this was an excuse for people clearing out of State Farm Arena. The water pipe leak and the events on the surveillance video did not happen on the same night. Those two events occurred 17 hours apart. How do we know? We were there. Early this morning, we were told there is, was a water main break above the room. I'm standing in here at State Farm, Farm Arena. That live report was hours before the surveillance video of the room clearing. The workers leaving were those who opened the ballot envelopes, and once they were done processing that batch, they went home. At about 10 o'clock, there was one person working the polls who told everyone in the room to leave. They began letting certain people go. No announcement was ever made to, to leave for anyone to leave. Was anyone actually told to leave or just that they were done counting? Republican monitors claim they were forced out. They were made to leave, so it was done in contravention of the statute. Both 11 Alive journalists on site that night independently confirmed to me that they were not told to leave, but they were told counting was done for the night. Fulton County, they were telling us that their absentee ballot vote counting their workers went home from that this evening. They'll be back uh, around 8, 8.30 in the morning. And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? This part is true. The press and the party monitors were not given notice that counting would continue into the early morning hours, and they should have been. The Secretary of State says one of its monitors was present. The counting of those heavily Democratic absentee ballots did result in a big batch of numbers coming in from Fulton County in the 1 a.m. hour on election night. And Brendan, we just got a big dump of numbers for DeKalb and Fulton. I remember that distinctly, and that spike in numbers has led Trump supporters to conclude that Joe Biden took the lead because of it. That is not true. Biden was already leading Fulton County significantly before those absentee ballots were counted, and he did not take the lead in Georgia until three days later. Welcome to Flashpoint. I'm Gene Bailey. Glad you're here. Well, remember, this is the program where we don't doubt in the dark what we heard in the light. And we're so glad for a wonderful program tonight. Got a great panel. It's been a long time since we've been on. It's only been a week, but it feels like it's been a long time. I know that you're like you. I've been watching the news, seeing what's going on, looking forward to it. Well, we've got a very special guest that will join us in a little bit. Uh, attorney Sidney Powell is going to be joining us and give us what she can talk about on the air and let you know. You don't want to change that channel. You want to be part of what we're going to talk about. Now, we all know this is now so much more than just an election. What's going on in our, in our system, in the election process, it's so much more than whatever we've been seeing happening. And I want to introduce our panel right now, that people that are here. Lance Wallnell. Hello, Lance. Mario Murillo Hello. and John Graves. Gentlemen, welcome to the program tonight. So glad you're here. Uh, we've got a lot. Sorry. First off, did everybody have a good Christmas time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Amen. Good. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, it's we, memorable. <laughs> I, I put on my customary Christmas weight, and uh, we're going to be taking it off at no time at all. Yeah, this is why there's always a fast in January, is to get rid of everything. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so listen, we want to tell you, if for some reason you're watching us on YouTube, uh, and, or if you're watching us on some other social media, number one, we want you to share. Share, share, share 
whatever you can, share it and make sure we're all a part of your social media. But if you, for some reason, you don't see us, the best way is to go to the website, govictory.com slash flashpoint. Govictory.com slash flashpoint. That's hard to say, slash flashpoint. Okay, so you want to make sure you're a part of that, of course. Also on uh, Rumble, you can look up uh, rumble.com slash flashpoint as well. And we're there and we're uploading those videos slowly, but surely they're coming available on Rumble as well. Well, listen, special event is coming up. Uh, coming up in our nation's capital on January 6th. And listen, I want to play this video, but the President of the United State has, States has asked you to be in attendance. If you can come, you can be a part of the wild protest. Watch. There you go. Stop the steal. Join in Washington, D.C., wildprotest.com. That's what President Trump called it. We want you to be there with us. All right. So tonight, the future of America's freedom, it hangs in the balance. We all know now this is much more than just an election. If the American people cannot trust our national institutions from the executive branch to the legislative and judicial, we've lost far more than just the Constitution. We have cast aside the greatness of our founders' desires, courage, sacrifice, and unquestionable wisdom, leading to the realization of the greatest nation in the history of the world. Now, prior to the 2016 election, nefarious villains, FBI agents, and others within government actually set in motion methods by which they would attempt to defeat, impeach, and do whatever was necessary to destroy President Trump, if and when he won the election. It's hard to believe that some bureaucratic agencies back then, now not so hard to believe, were established, which were established to help protect our freedom, would become agencies blocking assault on freedom. Not only that, but individuals and agencies committed to overthrowing the election results found wholehearted, unwavering support by the mainstream media. They refused to report or acknowledge many undeniably positive achievements during President Trump's entire team term. It's a difficult, it's difficult to imagine something happening like this in America. Land of the free, the home of the brave. The agencies commissioned to protect us became agents of corruption. They spent four years using their power to examine the leader of the executive branch, the President of the United States, with the intention of destroying him. Never have we seen such an assault with so many agencies as what we witnessed unwaveringly for four years. Members of the legislative and judicial branches claimed it was a search for truth. But the truth revealed that the accusations were ill-founded, unsustainable, and just plain wrong. 
Now we're told over and over from media outlets and social media platforms that claims of voter fraud in the 2020 election are baseless and unsubstantiated. Twitter flags every article alleging voter fraud and even stories about allegations of voter fraud. And don't get me started on Facebook. Despite this relentless media campaign, there's now a plethora of evidence of fraud. This evidence is far more robust than anything the media used to keep the Russia collusion hoax alive for years. The most visually sensational evidence of election fraud is the time code security video footage from the State Farm Arena in Georgia. Democratic poll workers sent home, Republican poll watchers and members of the media claiming there was going to be a break. Before the Democratic poll workers stayed behind and later when no one was watching, the security footage showed them pulling cases of ballots from under a table, which one of them had set up earlier that morning and began counting again, thousands of ballots for hours. In the midst of all their assaults, the nation prospered because proven principles were put back in place. With the exception of the pandemic, our nation has been blessed in every possible way over the last four years because of principles that line up with the biblical truth that we all know and have been historically confirmed. When following those principles, the people are blessed. When forsaken, the consequences are damaging, even devastating. So, why can't the legislative representatives and the judicial system examine the recent election and commit to prove that it was honest? Convince us. Or, if in fact the proof is there that it was not honest, even fraudulent and deceptive, then show it to the American voter and right the wrong. Otherwise, the American people will sincerely ask, well, why do we need to vote? When will the system even prove that our will and our opinion even matter? American citizens need to know that we can trust the process. It's not just about the candidate. It's not just about Trump or Biden. It's about the truth. How can anyone who loves America, who claims to love God and their family and hold faith and freedom in an important place, not demand that we discover the absolute truth? If there were ballot dumps after the polls were closed late in the night and they kept bringing in thousands of votes, swinging the pendulum against all the historical trends and related statistics, why can't we see proof that they're legitimate votes? Have you ever wondered that? If we can spend four years trying to prove accusations to be true, why can't we now pause long enough to examine the concerns, questions, accusations, and even signed affidavits of people that risk their own safety to seek the truth? I'm asking, prove to the American people that the outcome actually happened. Those of us who love faith, family, and freedom deserve to know. And those who are out to hurt our faith, our families, and our freedoms should know that we know. All of our intelligence agencies understand the importance and the reliability, the reliability of statistical impossibilities. The extremes in this election should cause everyone to pause and seek undeniable truth for the sake of the future of voting and the confidence in the election process. We must, did you hear me? We must settle this concern. Stop the sheer nonsense. Let the truth prevail America's future depends on it. So with that, let's get started. I want to start with you, Lance. Uh, Lance, what are you seeing now? Are, are you encouraged? Or are you? Where do you see everything happening right now? 
Well, I just want to say that was a very nice monologue there. I enjoyed that, Gene. <laughs> that was that was. It's just. Good stuff. I'm so glad we got Good that recorded, guys. Fun. I hope you got that so we can play that back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. So. So what? So you. But you. Met, you brought up a couple of interesting uh, points in, in what you said, and one of them is these legislators. So the real key here is what the heck is going on with the legislators? Everybody wants to talk about Mike Pence and what he might do at the January January 6th certification. And listen, if Republicans send to him their endorsement. Of, right. uh, of the electors, and he is in the awkward position of having to overturn them based upon hearing evidence of widespread corruption, which he already knows has happened. Well, why didn't the legislators meet and do that? You see, that he's, we're in a very awkward situation. We've got to understand reality here. But here's the nasty truth. The reason the legislators aren't saying anything, the reason why Governor Kemp and the governor of Arizona, these guys are knuckleheads. They're Republicans. They have aspirations. Of, they have greater visions of glory in the future. Uh, they're looking forward to this governor in Arizona wants to be a senator, the senator over there in Georgia wants to be the president. And I'm telling you something, they're listening to the, to the dummy establishment consultants in Washington. They're all in their own little thought bubble world. And the only thing that's going to pop it is the vigorous, muscular expression of the populist revolt that rep is represented by 75 million people, 35 to 40 million of which are Christians and evangelicals who are tired of seeing the corruption and imbecility of their, of their own party. So these legislators are being, I'm telling you right now, they're hearing the wrong consultants and they're being pressured by business. In Georgia, you've got uh, the big businesses threatening the governor, saying, we'll pull out of Atlanta, we'll pull out of here if you don't play ball. Don't think for a minute that the corporate guys uh, that, are, that are in the money game in this aren't putting the squeeze on the legislators and on the government yeah. in these states. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. You know, let me get, John, I want to get you uh, in on this. How important really is uh, Georgia in all of this? Is, is this really that big a deal to Senate right now? We know, it, and I, I'm not just <laughs> lobbing a softball your way. I mean, uh, I mean but is it really going to change anything? It's, it's epic, uh, and I don't use that word lightly, and here's why. The Democrats control the House, although it's the tiniest margin since 1910, which is the good news. They now, unless the fraud can be exposed and the people in the legislature and the courts do the right thing and overturn this election, Biden will be in the White House. If those two Georgia seats are lost, the Democrats will then control and Kamala Harris will be the president of the Senate. And you want to talk about everything from religious freedom to pro-life legislation to uh, economic issues, it doesn't matter. They're all out. They'll pack the courts. They will add two different D.C. and Puerto Rico to the Senate. They'll have four liberal senators, and it will be a shift dramatically, and they can do that on day one. Yeah. All right. It's very serious. It is very serious. Okay. And, and can I add this? Yeah, I don't ahead, want to interrupt you, but it, it's not too late. You can, you know somebody in Georgia, tell them to go vote. The last thing that needs to happen is Christians to stay home. The last thing that needs to happen is to stop praying, give up, don't get involved. And you said it best. If there's fraud and everybody's going, people are asking the question, why bother? Right. Well, why bother is because we do the right thing. We're salt and light. No matter what the darkness does, we can overcome it. Yeah, amen. All right, well, that leads me right here to Mario Murillo. Mario, in, in light of that, uh, you know, we're seeing record numbers of Christians bailing out. They're, they've right. left the faith. 
uh, yes. and that God's going to work this out. I, what are you seeing? You know, I have a word for all that. We're at a moment that I think of General Patton, who did one of the most astonishing military acts in history. And it's funny, I was writing a blog about this on December 26th. Eisenhower asked Patton, can you relieve the trapped soldiers in Bastogne? And Patton answered him and said, I can attack in 48 hours, 100 miles away. I can march 100 miles, 48 hours, and attack with two divisions of soldiers. And Eisenhower said, be serious. And Patton responded, I am. And he did it. He took men that hadn't slept, hadn't eaten, turned them around, marched them 100 miles up a mountain in sub-zero temperatures, and they attacked and relieved Bastogne. Now, I want to tell you, that's where the church is. Somebody, we need a patent voice in America right now. We need somebody who will shake these Christians and realize this. Listen, the answer for you is not to go lick your wounds, but right now you need to understand this is so much more than an election. This is so much more than in four years we can do it again. Our basic freedoms have been removed, your freedoms. You are condemning your children to a darkness you cannot understand. The idea that we must push the brakes come and bring this fraud to a screeching halt. It's not negotiable. It's not debatable. It's not changeable. So how did Patton do it? And then with that, I'm done. He did it by first telling him, this is the actual situation, boys. And I don't know what he said, but to make them march 100 miles in the snow in sub-zero temperatures without food and without sleep, he must have convinced them. Somebody needs to shake the church in America and tell them this. I don't care what it takes, how long it takes. We cannot accept Joe Biden. We cannot accept this voter fraud because the basic truth of the government of the people and by the people and for the people has been removed. If you have elections that are not free, you are a third world country. You have already been taken over. We have been tacitly invaded and conquered. So somebody, I wish I, that I had that gift of Patton. Somebody needs to shake the church to its core yeah. and tell them yeah. we must act as a unit, a populist movement, and we must do it now. Amen. I agree. That's a good, good word. All right. I want to bring in our special guest via telephone, Attorney Sidney Powell. Attorney, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to join you. Okay. Uh, uh, Sydney, we, we are looking for hope out there, and I know you can only talk about some things and we want to respect that. But what is it you want to tell to the, the good people of America, the Bible-toting conservative Christians that are looking for something to happen? Give us some hope. Well, I think everybody out there listening now needs to stand up and make their voices heard. I just caught a little bit of the person speaking right before I came on, and I agree with absolutely everything he said. But I think one of the things that needs to happen immediately, and I, I would like to see it happen this Sunday, is for absolutely every church in the country to open up and everybody go and take their masks off if they want to or not but open the church doors and go to church everywhere across this country. They cannot arrest 75 million Christians. Right. That's good. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Attorney Powell, I have a question for you. 
Uh, as far as President Trump retaining the presidency in this whole election debacle that's happened, what are the viable paths that we have now to see that happen? Well, there are multiple cases pending in the Supreme Court that has done nothing with. We have four states in play on our petitions for emergency mandamus to ask the court to decertify Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia because of all the massive fraud there. We have filed documents on each of them. You can go to defendingtherepublic.org to see the documents, including the exhibits and the evidence that we filed with each one of those cases, or the website Kraken, K-R-A-K-E-N-Wood.com, which is a news aggregation site that Lynn Wood and I started to try to get the truth out to people. And Twitter will not even allow you to link that website in a tweet and they, they shut it down the very first night. We got 100,000 followers the very first night. We set up the Twitter account for it and told people it was there. So they shut the Twitter down, and they shut down the, any ability to link that website on Twitter. All right. We're, we're going to get that uh, website put up there so we can make sure our uh, viewers can see that. And, and of course, but a, another another thing is to I think everybody needs to start getting out in front of the homes of their state legislators and making it clear in the swing states that they want those elections decertified. The electors for Biden should not be uh, allowed to participate in the Electoral College vote in any way, shape or form. We've also filed a lawsuit against Vice President Pence in his official capacity because we want to make sure he knows and the law is clear that he has the authority to reject any electors at all under the 12th Amendment to the United States Constitution. That we just filed uh, last night late in the Eastern District of Texas. Congressman Louie Gohmert is the plaintiff along right. with a number of uh, Arizona electors uh, for President Trump. And the fraud everywhere is just so outrageous. I'm pretty sure they ran the algorithm to flip two points of the votes from Trump to Biden almost everywhere across the country. Certainly they did it everywhere on Dominion. There's already a, a published report from the Antrim County, Michigan investigation, the only place we were allowed to examine the machines that show that that's exactly what happened. And the vote in all the Dominion areas was 5.6% or so higher for Biden than any other areas in the country. And that would be attributable to that algorithm. I think the algorithm may have been run on other systems too. It's not just Dominion because they all use the same software and, and can do the same things. So, so it, states that think they are solid on right. other machines may not may very well not be. We just don't know. And I think if they did not have something to hide, they should allow the audit of any machines anybody wants to audit, frankly, anywhere in the country, because we're supposed to have open, transparent elections in this country. Federal law requires that the voting records and everything respecting any kind of national election, all those records be kept for 22 months under penalty of going to prison for up to a year and being fined in a criminal prosecution. And for people to have destroyed any ballots or any records, that is a, a one-year penalty. 
Yeah, absolutely. The reason we have that is because it's so important that our elections be completely trustworthy and transparent. That's a hallmark of the rule of law in a free society where it's supposed to be one person, one vote, one citizen, one vote. So let me ask about January 6th. Everybody's talking about that's the big day, uh, you know, with Electoral College. What if things don't get, is that really the end of the, the path or is January 20th even the end of the path? If we discover that there's much more fraud and it finally comes to light and we're actually, people are actually listening to the cases, uh, is it possible that President Trump would be back President Trump after January 20th? Or is it really, is that kind of our hard cutoff date? Well, it's it's definitely possible because the Supreme Court can do what it wants to do, but it gets more difficult the longer it takes. The president has all the authority he needs now under the executive order that was issued in 2018 on election interference from a foreign power. There's so much evidence of that. we put out a 270-page explanation of all of it, and, and it, that's published now on kraken-wood.com and defendingtherepublic.org, and I think probably at sydneypowell.com, too, trying to make it as available as we can to people so they can see all the incredible evidence of foreign interference in the election. In fact, the FBI and the CISA agency documented it. All right. John Graves, I, I, I want to pitch this over to you, John. I know you have a question for uh, uh, Sidney Powell. Yeah, to me, Sidney, uh, what happens, I know it gets harder and harder with each one of these. Let's say that some um, on the 6th that what Pence does is sends it to the two chambers. They debate for two hours. And uh, can more evidence come there because the courts lack the political will to let people see the evidence? Can one senator get the evidence out, or are the McConnells of the world going to quell this? Uh, I, I wish I knew uh, all the answers yeah. to those questions. There are so many different possibilities. Vice President Pence should simply refuse to accept the illegal electors, the electors from the states in which there was demonstrable significant fraud. And if he does that, then it would have to go for President Trump. Yeah, so, but at that point, it splits between the two chambers. They debate for at least two hours. But if there's very few senators stepping forward in this case, uh, do you think, because there's a lot of opinions out there, Pence has the authority with these dueling electors to say, look, they sent dueling electors here. We're just going to disqualify them all, which immediately triggers the 12th Amendment. Is that a possibility the way you see this working? Well, I think the possibility is that he has the actual ability to select the president himself by virtue of disregarding the illegal electors. Right. So, yeah, Jefferson did that. In fact, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson did that uh, when he became president. He was actually exactly. vice president at the time, as I recall, and then counted the electors. Georgia was himself. involved, actually. Yeah, that is exactly right. So, what about Vice President Pence? Um, I, I know that on this network and. Christians all around the world, especially here in America, we're, we're all praying for Vice President Pence because there's got to be an immense amount of pressure uh, on him. Is there anything that we can you can reveal to us there with him and where things are at and what he's thinking? 
Uh, no, I don't know what he's thinking. I was hoping that his counsel might agree to expedite our lawsuit um, on these very legal issues that we're discussing right now to make it clear that he has that authority and get that all wrapped up so that there no, there's no doubt about it on the 6th. But they've asked uh, for longer to brief it, and right now we have a motion to expedite the briefing schedule pending in front of the judge in Texas that has the case. I think everybody needs to pray that Vice President Pence has the strength and wisdom and courage because I don't see how any good Christian could certify a fraudulent election. And there is so much evidence of fraud, we haven't even begun to compile all of it. It's absolutely massive. We get more every day. I'm still drinking information through a fire hose that supports nothing but an extraordinary criminal fraud to destroy the Republic of the United States of America. It's not about President Trump. It's about the future of this republic if we can keep it. And we're on the verge of absolutely losing it right now. So, and you know, to the average American sitting at home watching tonight, I mean, they're sitting there going, how much more corruption can there be? It seems like everywhere we turn, it's like, oh, my gosh, he's a, is he a good guy? I thought he was a good guy. He's a bad guy. Uh, what do you what do you say? To, I mean, I know we're, we're praying and we're praying for you, uh, Sydney. We're going to pray before you hang up tonight uh, for you on the phone here. But uh, what is the level of corruption in our government really to this degree that we're seeing? I'm afraid it is the real to steal votes and make it appear that people have engaged in free and fair elections has been around for at least a decade. I'm sure it was used in 2016 uh, to some extent. It's been used in particular elections in particular places. It's been used all around the world in other countries. I would be willing to venture a strong guess that the CIA is probably the originator of the software to begin with, and then it was sold to Venezuela and exported everywhere. They wanted to export it and use it to control who is in power in different places. We have trillions of dollars of global wealth and and power and corrupt power raging against us right now to the, an extent we can hardly comprehend. This is the classic battle of good versus evil, freedom versus tyranny. And they've been lining their bank accounts with billions and billions and trillions actually of dollars from all these global deals they've made and the foreign aid that's been sent from the United States to other countries. And all of it's gone to line the pockets of dictators and everyone else. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around the magnitude of this problem, but that is the reality we're facing, and I will not deny that. The only way to solve a problem is to correctly identify it. This is massive. We've got to start here. The fact that our FBI and DOJ have done nothing about this tells you how deep and wide the problem is. They have even had reports of some of these instances that we're talking about, and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of fake ballots and tens of thousands of illegal uh, people voting and duplicate votes, dead people voting, you know, all manner and means of fraud 
pervaded this election. But the most insidious and egregious of it is the machine fraud and the the mail-in ballot scam that they used to create fake ballots and then try to backfill in the states that stopped counting the night of the election so that they could try to create the illusion that Biden won when they know damn well he didn't. Right. Uh, let me take it over to Lance Wall now. Lance, uh, you got a final question here for uh, uh, Attorney Powell. Yeah, I just, I just want to say the person you were listening to before you spoke is Mario Morello, and uh, he was looking for a patent to arise. But I, I would say that you advising every church to open and everyone to take the dang mask off and show up at the homes of state legislators, I'd say you're rather patent-esque. Do you feel support coming from people that are hearing you? Uh, because that, you're about the boldest, clearest most courageous voice I know of. You're like a Deborah in Israel. Do you feel that support out there? Uh, I do. I do. God did not give me a spirit of fear. I simply don't have it. I'm not going to have it. Uh, And no matter how many people threaten me or file suits against me or file bar grievances against me, which has all happened in the last several weeks, it is not going to make any difference. I am going to forge ahead. I am determined to find the truth. We know it's out there. Truth is the armor of God. We are entitled to it. We are entitled to be the free country that God wanted us and created us to be, and we cannot continue to allow this tyranny to have another day hold on us. And I think opening the churches and everybody simply going this Sunday would make a massive statement Mm. to the evil powers that seek to take over this country. Amen. Well, pastors, you heard it. You heard it right there. All right. uh, We're going to let you go here, uh, Attorney Powell, but I wanted to say on behalf of Kenneth Copeland, And Gloria Copeland, Pastor George and Terry Pearsons, all of us here at the Victory Channel, we're praying for you. We're going to pray for you right now. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just lift up Sydney Powell and her team and all that she's dealing with. Father, we ask you for strength. We ask you for a refreshing in her body and her mind. And thank you, Lord, for her resolve and her her attitude and her prowess and her, her ability to take this where it needs to go. Father, we put our faith behind her. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Attorney Powell, thank you so much for joining us. Hope we can have you back real soon. I know we've all enjoyed it, having you here. I know your busy lady will let you go. Thank you so much, and thank you for all the prayers. General Flynn and I felt uplifted by all of them the whole time we dealt amen. with his ordeal, and we feel it now, too. We yes. have to take this country back for for God and put God back in this country amen. where he belongs. That's right. Well, you've been very encouraging God to is, us. Thank you very much. Thank God you all. Amazing. Good night. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Okay, so there you hear Sidney Powell uh, right here on the Victory Channel. Uh, encouraging. All hope is not lost, Lance. Uh, you know, you can put a smile on your face. It's not gone. We, there's still a path, a path to freedom. I, I wasn't aware that I was the depressing element. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm encouraged. You're pointing out the encouraged. She, she is. I was thinking the same thing, Lance. She is. She's got the spirit of a warrior like Patton and Eisenhower. She is a Deborah. She's like Jael, the lady who left the enemy in the tent. And as he fell asleep from weariness, she drove a tent peg through him and destroyed the enemy and delivered Israel. So, God, we just continue praying for her. We pray that same courage over Pence. We thank you for Trump that you've given that. And so, God, everyone listening to us, 
Let them stay in an attitude of prayer to encourage more yeah. courage from pastors, from judges, and from politicians. You know, I, she efficiently called out all the pastors in America. You, you, she called you out. Uh, open the church. Yeah. Oh, that called was great. All right, well, we're going to pick this up right after the break, and we're going to put all those websites back up that she talked about. We'll get all those up so you can uh, write those down and see it on social media. Hey, make sure you share this uh, this broadcast on your social media. Hi, my name is Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.